Hello, Kanishier here, and Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, I know it's been a little while since I have done a podcast. So much going on, and really just uh, globally listening to what God's plan is for me. Uh, I am prayerful that you all have had a wonderful beginning to your year. It is 2020. We are in the 20s here. I say again, but technically, you know, it's it's a new set of 20s, but the 20s before carries a lot of neat vintage um, culture that we all kind of love. I know I do, loving the fascinators and, and the music. Um, but as we are headed into these 20s, um, I'm wondering kind of what, what are you all uh, looking to? What are you hoping for? What are your plans One of the things that um, I've done over the last couple of years is to have a couple of very special words um, that tends to identify, you know, what the year is going to bring for me. It's definitely divinely inspired. And interestingly enough, uh, last month when I was praying about what my words were going to be, I really didn't have any that really came up. Um, And then I found myself saying something, which I often do. And it was where we are going, we will need no words. So those of you who understand the Back to the Future reference, um, it's something that I came up with and just, just it just keeps coming back. So for me, it seems like it is definitely the year of action. Um, if we're not speaking, then we're acting. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what that's going to look like, but I will say that the the beginning of this very new and infant infancy, this year in its infancy, has brought some very interesting things um, to what we have going on and what we have planned and what we want to build, uh, which looks like it will be kind of global. So today, uh, I'd love to explore the concept of community, um, what community means. Uh, in my experience, what I'm coming to find out more and time and time again is that we are built for community. We are built to be together. We are built to work together. And another concept that is just becoming my motto is the win-win. We are meant to have our cake and eat it too. I mean, I'm telling you guys, just I'm going to repeat that. We are actually meant to have our cake and eat it too. How cruel would it be? For you to make a delicious cake for your neighbor and take it to them and say, do you love this beautiful and delicious cake I made for you? Oh, okay. Well, that's about it because you can't eat it. <laughs> we would never do something like that um, to somebody we cared about. So, you know, why wouldn't we expect the situation where we can have the win-win, where everybody can be happy? No one really has to compromise because if you take a few extra moments to get creative, you can usually find a solution where everybody is happy. And it usually comes from having the the heart to serve and the thought that you really want to see another person succeed without you necessarily being involved in it and the other person feeling that way as well. And when you bring those two things together, wonderful, supernatural, amazing things happen. And there you have the win-win. So to kind of begin in that process, it's it's to think about community. In order to have a win-win, you need somebody to have a win-with. And I know for me, I have really struggled um, in the last little while with my strengths and my areas, as one person I know calls it, of opportunity. Um, I used to be so good at planning and listing things out and executing the plan. 
And that has, if you heard some of my other podcasts, has become quite difficult for me. Um, and in my exploration and coaching, um, being coached, not just coaching, I found that it's time for community. How can I connect with others and bring my gifts and strengths to complement with their gifts and strengths so that I am not wearing myself out or putting myself in a um, situation where I am not focusing on what uh, I'm supposed to focus on? And if you have not heard um, the podcasts uh, in the past about um, finding your path, your extraordinary path, this is very much uh, similar to kind of that idea. We all have a purpose and a design um, for our life, and that can change and mutate over time depending on our experiences. But ultimately, there is a plan. There is a purpose. We are not um, just here uh, aimless or um, without any sort of direction although that direction can change and there are times where we are still and resting, there is a destination um, that we have. And with that in mind, finding out what do we need to get there at our best. Oftentimes we take a grin and bear it attitude when we're in a situation thinking we have no choice. But let me tell you, my sweet friends, there is always a choice. might not be an ideal choice, but there is always a choice. And in my experience, uh, that there's always a greater choice. When you feel like you have no choice, if you give yourself the time and you open your mind up to say, there is one, I just don't see it yet. Oftentimes a beautiful, another new choice will show up. That's like, Oh wow. Okay. This is, (laughs) this was here all this time. So that being said, think about your community, your friends, your relationships, think about how you build those relationships and what's important to you about them. And how can you you bring them closer? I feel like oftentimes, um, if you think about us all out in the middle of the ocean, um, today's relationships kind of seem like we're all kind of floating adjacent to one another, not really touching each other and not really helping each other. But we're like, yeah, I see you over there floating. I like you. You like me. Let's be friends. Okay, but you're over there and I'm over there. And that's okay because we're dealing with our own stuff. And I, I was definitely in that total zone, but, you know, in the, the places that I've been lately, spiritually, physically, mentally, I have needed my neighbors, um, in, in so many different ways that if I hadn't engaged those relationships, uh, I would have made things a lot more difficult on myself. And in that has been a learning experience of, we need each other. We are built to be in community community with each other. It actually does take a village. That saying isn't just a platitude. Um, when we look at life, the life we have of raising children or helping other people with their businesses or with their ministry or with, with whatever it is in life, when we do it together, it seems to be a whole lot more simpler and more enjoyable as well. Um, when we engage our neighbors and our friends and family in what we're doing, um, is a, a part of this, uh, podcast as well. This is kind of coming to my mind. I tend to let God lead as I'm speaking. Um, it brings me to when our relationships help us fail or help us succeed. And oftentimes, most of the time, people do not intend on um, seeing you fail. It usually will come from people struggling with what they have going on or or a sense of brokenness that they have not quite yet resolved. And it makes it hard for them to see, um, see what you're wanting in addition to what they're wanting. And sometimes people feel like they have to make a choice. 
and survival can out sometimes out outweigh, which makes sense, you know, depending on where someone mentally is coming from. But it does help to understand the climate in which the environment you are in, um, what people are struggling with, who is your people group, your friends and family, and and what is on their minds and what are they doing, and and is there a win win there? Or does everyone want to see everyone succeed? Because these questions will help you to determine you know, what what people group is going to be a part of your success and what people group is just not able to be a part of it just yet. I mean, that's okay. Um, having that understanding, essentially putting the light on in that in that place just allows us to kind of know what to do and, and allows us also to, to figure out what our expectations will be and keeps us from putting unfair expectations on one another. I'm going to just give you a moment to, to, to kind of ingest that and if you want to pause it, definitely take time to pause it. Um, but I will repeat, um, repeat that is, you know, looking at your, your environment, the people that make up your environment and determining, you know, each one, just as you would kind of look at your assets or look at your time, if you were in time management, um, and, and do some, um, some assessing. If you were to look at all the people in your life and you were to start trying to understand where are they and what are their goals and do they, do they align with what you're trying to do? Is, is the win-win possible? Because I do believe it is always possible. Um, what it would be a hindrance to that would be where, where someone stands. If, if they're still struggling with some things, then they're going to be in survival mode. And it's hard to, to really see the win-win when your basic needs and safety aren't being met. Um, there's actually studies that have been done on that um, within organizational development. It's interesting how so many different silos of information and industries can actually overlap and help to build and gain understanding. So um, if someone is in survival mode, it's very uh, likely that it's going to be hard for them to see the win-win. They're going to think that they don't have the time or the luxury to come up with that. Um, and that's something that, that they'll you know have to kind of um, come to understanding when they're ready, when they're ready to come out of survival mode. But if you yourself are finding that you're done with survival mode and you want to go into thriving, then the win-win is going to be the way you do that. And what that means for you, if you're ready, will be looking at what are some things, where can you get creative? What are things that you've always wanted to do? And what are relationships that you can lean into that would really allow you to explore that? And then what are the relationships that you have that, that would hinder you? And maybe that's not a relationship that you would want to bring this to the topic uh, up in if it's not going to help support you. It's very interesting. I think about myself and all the various conversations I've had with people who have these dreams, dreams that people call hobbies or dreams that people call not, you know, reality. And they often will take these dreams to people who they really want their buy-in. And oftentimes the buy-in is not, not received because um, the people that they're speaking to don't don't really see it how they see it. And although well-meaning, um, it's not helpful to exploring that dream, exploring that desire. And so I'm wondering if we were to take that step back and say, well, if I want to start a business, maybe I should talk to somebody who has actually either started a business against all the odds or and and or people who want to do the same thing. And we lock arms and find people who have done what we're trying to do. Um, in those cases, you're going to get a lot more support. Whereas if you go to someone who is a family member or friend and that's not on their radar and that's not something that they've ever thought about doing and maybe for whatever reason it's something that triggers them 
you know, things, thoughts and feelings that are, that don't feel really good about your idea, then that's essentially a recipe for failure in that conversation. So I'm wondering if we take a step back and we take inventory of one, what do we want in this life? What are we drawn to? Um, since our family has been traveling, I have had the pleasure of hearing so many people, and I can feel them when they talk to me, um, just that feeling in their hearts of, I would love to do that. And I know that's already something that was planted there. And um, them looking at our journey, um, you know, waters that seed um, in them to, to, to do some form of what we're doing. And I'm so happy to be an open book. Um, and support to those people because I feel like that seed was planted purposefully. It's not um, an accident. It's not willy-nilly. It is is actually something that is usually going to be part of their life purpose and plan, um, which usually will go against what is expected. <laughs> That's kind of the interesting part about how all of this works. Um, but when you when you look at that, when you look at what excites you, what gets you excited, and where you are like, I could work on this 24-7, I don't need sleep, <laughs> I don't need sleep, and I want to do this thing, and, um, and, and, and how can I do more of it? Because if you could lean into that, and then figure out who in your circle, who in your life, do you know who's either already done this, or is also interested, and, and start having those conversations first, you know, to strengthen yourself, your knowledge, your understanding of what's going on and, and how important it is to you and how you want to move forward um, before going to the, con- having the conversations with someone who you know is not going to really understand or maybe be ready to see it how you see it. Um, that is a really quick way to, to lose your momentum and your motivation. Um, these don't, these people don't, they don't intend on doing that. But if you're already unsure yourself about the path you want to take, having a conversation with someone before you're ready um, can really take the wind out of your sails. So who can you talk to that's going to water your dream or who's going to throw a celebration with you for that dream? Um, who in your community or circle, you know, is probably not going to understand, at least not at this time. And, and when is the time to have conversation with each, either of them? How can you water your dreams? See them flourish and grow and nourish them. What are some ways that you can build your motivation? What are some things that you can do to protect it when things come in that seek to take away that motivation? How can you figure out your why, your plan and purpose? And who can you bring along with you? And how can you make that a win-win? These are all wonderful questions that when you really give yourself time to think about it and, or even process, and this is where having a coach um, can be a great place um, in an inquiry-based, solution-focused type coaching model. So not um, an advising or consulting, but someone who will ask questions and allow you to kind of be in the driver's seat to where you want it to go. Um, that type of interaction and processing time would be a great space to allow you to kind of sort through these things and look at your different uh, relationships as well as what you're wanting to do. Um, I was uh, blessed to be able to do some study in the neuroscience field recently, and um, some interesting things came out of that. One being, because of the way our society is built, we often tend to spend more time 
um, in the analytical, logical uh, left side of our brain. Um, you know, that's kind of where the science and understanding and factual um, uh, point by point planning kind of lives, which is very important, but we tend to kind of work that muscle a bit more or lean on that. And so, for example, when someone um, comes into um, their adulthood, for example, or whenever in their life, and they say, I want to be a musician, um, even, you know, they themselves will struggle with that because it is not deemed on the same caliber as being a doctor or a lawyer or a computer scientist. Um, because of just how our society has been run. But what we're finding when you look at um, the, the, the world's geniuses and the world's greatest inventors and creators who, who were just amazing and offered amazing contributions to our world, you'll actually find that they activated very fully both sides, that not only were they scientists, but they were also extremely gifted and talented musicians or artists or inventors. In order to invent, you need to create. So... That being said, activating your creative side is key to your genius, to you being in your genius, and to you being able to activate the strengths that you have been naturally given. So as a part of this process, as a part of you kind of determining, you know, who's in your, your community and how can you connect with the community and how can you, you engage your community and create a win-win, oftentimes as part of this puzzle, it'll be about activating your creative side and what that looks like for you. I know I'm throwing a lot of information at you at this podcast, which is so great that we have a pause and a rewind and a replay option. <laughs> um, but also, let me encourage you to to get active, to, to have conversations, uh, to go out and engage yourself in the areas that excite you. If you like to go dancing, go learn a new dance move. I love swing dancing myself. Um, you'll find something that you've always wanted to do and, and bring someone along with you who will encourage you and do it. And from that space, start creating, start, start getting into the areas that you want to get into when it comes to your professional development or your personal development or even your family's development or even your ministry. Because I'm telling you, all of them are all hand in hand. They all overlap and they all have um, lifeblood that crosses over. They do not exist separately. Um, without the other, the other doesn't work as well. So imagine a machine that includes all of these components that are all fully activated, well-oiled, well-worked out, well-used, and, and primed and ready to be able to do its best. Optimal health. So, my sweet, darling friends, as I bring this to a close, I want to leave you with this. It truly does take a village. So let's opt out. Opt out! Let's opt out of the autopilot and the norm and being neighbors with people for 50 years and not really even knowing anything about them. And let's start engaging the community around us. And you don't have to go off and, and go extreme. You know, make it tangible steps that you can see. Think of the people that you already do know and see how can you um, create a closer community with them. What about your life can you involve them or invite them to so that you can be closer with them? And yes, it does invite in vulnerabilities. I, I understand that. Um, but I can say from personal experience that although, yes, um, it allows you to be more likely to be hurt, the reward is so much greater than a potential Maybe it'll happen or maybe it won't happen um, in this scenario. So 
how can you invite someone to, to, to know you and see you more fully? And how can you see somebody more fully and invite them to see you? How can you serve? What's a way that you can serve your neighbor or someone you love and show them how much you love them and appreciate them? Anytime that you want to reach out to me, you can find me um, on social media or leave your comments or uh, email us from our website. Um, If there's anything I can do to encourage you, let me know. But know that you're not alone. We are all in this together. I hope that you have a beautiful day and I hope this year brings you wonderful surprises as you step into your extraordinary because hey, guess what? You, yes, I am talking to you. You are absolutely extraordinary, extraordinary. We'll see each other soon. Have a beautiful day.